The Labyrinth of Gar by Sue Merry Episode 1 If you want to read this book by yourself, you can buy it in paperback or download it as a Kindle ebook. Go to www.thedevelopingself.net forward slash shop Welcome, dear children everywhere. Are you ready for the first episode of The Labyrinth of Gar? Are you comfortable and cosy? Now, just relax and listen to the story. Chapter 1 Katie was bored and miserable. She was all scrunched up in a chair, staring and staring at the television and not seeing anything. Not even Daffy Duck, who was being very funny as it happens. Mum marched in and switched off the TV. She meant business. Right, she said, in that way that adults talk when they're about to make trouble. She stomped over to Katie and grabbed her hand. Out you go. Mum pulled a heavy, plodding Katie up to her feet and threw the house to the back door. Mum yanked the door open in a big, dramatic sort of way and shoved Katie out into the hot, sunny garden. The back door slammed and Katie heard the bolt slide across. That was it then, stuck in the garden. Now, there are probably many, many things much, much worse than being stuck in a beautiful garden in the middle of the countryside on a lovely hot summer day. But Katie couldn't think of one. It was always winter for Katie and she was always droopy and sad and sometimes Mum just couldn't stand it and threw her out of the house. Being on holiday was horrible. At least when she had to go to school, there were always different things to feel miserable about. At home, it was just the same old stuff all the time. Katie sat down on the step outside the back door. She heard her bedroom window slide open, followed by a fluttering noise. An empty exercise book hit her on the head and really made her jump. If you're bored, write about it, shouted Mum flinging down a pencil as well. She slammed the bedroom window down hard. Katie was suddenly really amazingly incredibly angry. She picked up the pencil and threw it as hard as she could. It sailed through the air like a tiny spear and landed right in the middle of the garden pond. It bounced off a large lily leaf, flipped over and the end with the rubber on bonked down right onto the head of a big sleepy frog. The frog was suddenly wide awake. Oh no, he shouted. The sky is falling down. I must go and tell the king. You've been reading those fairy tales again, haven't you? said the frog's wife. Last time you did that, you went off looking for a princess who might want to kiss you. And what happened? You nearly got yourself killed on the main road. And by the time you got back to our pond, you were almost completely dried up. Now stop being a stupid old frog and go back to sleep. 
The frog tried really, really hard to think of something nasty, but very clever to say back to his wife. But he was not a clever frog, as you might have guessed already. And the effort of thinking so very, very hard made his tiny frog brain so tired that his eyes slowly closed and he went back to sleep. As for Katie, she was still really amazingly, incredibly angry. She picked up the empty exercise book and threw it as hard as she could. But the pages opened and it fluttered again and only travelled a little way through the air before falling onto the garden path just in front of her. This made Katie even angrier and she kicked the book. This time it landed a little further down the path. So she kicked it again and again and again until she was at the bottom of the garden and panting for breath. (gasps) There was a low fence at the bottom of the garden and beyond the fence was an open field and beyond the field was a wood. Katie had once been into the field, but she had never, never been into the wood. She suspected that her mum wouldn't want her to go there. Her mum had never actually said this, but then that was probably because Katie never really went anywhere unless she was forced to do so. But she bet herself that her mum would really, really be scared if she were to disappear into the wood, and that would make her think twice about locking Katie out of the house again. It wasn't difficult to get through the fence, as it was very old and full of gaps. Katie remembered the only other time she'd been through that fence. Mum had bought her a kitten for her birthday, and when it was first allowed out of the house, it found its way through the fence. Katie had been worried that it might get lost in such a big field and had squeezed through the fence and brought the kitten back into the garden. She explained to Mum that the fence needed fixing, but Mum had done nothing about it and soon the kitten disappeared for good. These memories made Katie angry again and she strode out across the field towards the wood. She would stay in the wood until she starved to death and then everyone would be so sorry, so very, very sorry indeed. Chapter 2 Katie felt that the woods were drawing her in, and then closing behind her. It was not a very pleasant sort of feeling. She'd always imagined that the trees would be in little neat rows with wide paths between them, but there was no order at all in this wood. Everything was all higgledy-piggledy, all mixed up. Katie had managed to find a path, but it was a narrow, twisty path with prickly things and thorny things that kept snagging on her clothes. She kept walking onwards, but all the time her legs felt heavy and slow, her heart was pounding and her throat felt dry and tight. Katie began to notice the sound of running water, and realised that she could just about see a narrow stream if she looked very, very hard through some spiky, brambly things to her right. The sound of the water made her dry throat feel even drier, and she realised that she was actually very hot, and that a cold drink of water would be very nice indeed. 
but there was no way that she was going to try and get through the brambly things. Katie was just considering the possibility of going home when the path that she was on led into a large open clearing that was grassy and free from trees. The stream she'd been noticing ran straight across the middle of the clearing. She would be able to get a drink. But there was one very, very bad thing. There was someone squatting down at the edge of the water, a strange girl. She was cupping the water in her hands and drinking it. Katie held her breath and stood frozen, staring and staring. Should she run? At any moment the girl might look up and see her. But if she was to move, the girl might hear and chase after her. Oh dear, oh dear. Fancy a drink, said Sarah, looking up and smiling. It's lovely and cold. Katie just stared. No thoughts would come into her head, so how could any words come out of her mouth? Your name's Katie, said Sarah. Katie was astonished. She was sure that she had never seen this girl before. She would have remembered. How? Uh, Katie began slowly. We've never met before, interrupted Sarah, but you know my name. Katie's mouth dropped open even wider as the name Sarah popped up in her brain like a piece of toast in a toaster. You see, this is a magic wood, explained Sarah, and in this particular bit of the wood, everything tells you its name. Look at that bird. What's it called? Katie knew nothing about animals or plants or nature, but she looked up at the bird that Sarah was pointing to and the word magpie shot out of her mouth quite unexpectedly. <laughs> Sarah started to laugh. You didn't know that before, did you? No, said Katie, actually beginning to smile. Katie usually spent most of her time staring at the ground, but now she really began to look around. To her amazement, she found that she knew the names of everything she saw. Oak tree, elm tree, rose bay willow herb. Katie was smiling broadly now. A big smile that stretched right the way across her face. Chaffinch, song thrush. Her eyes rested upon Sarah. Sarah. Katie went over to Sarah and began to drink from the stream, cupping her hands, copying Sarah. But she had to kneel on the ground because her legs were too stiff to allow her to squat. Sarah was staring at Katie thoughtfully. Come on, she said. Fancy some lunch. Katie noticed that her stomach felt very empty. Sarah didn't wait for Katie's answer. She jumped up and strode out across the clearing towards some thick bushes. Katie decided to follow Sarah, but Katie was useless at running. It always made her feel all heavy and out of breath, and so she slowed down and walked instead. Sarah was now standing in front of a particularly large bush with her eyes closed. Katie could see no path, no way through. Close your eyes, said Sarah. Katie did. There was a loud rushing noise, like a great wind blowing through the trees. You can open your eyes now, said Sarah. Katie's mouth fell open in total amazement. Where there had been nothing but thick bush, there was now a wide, grassy path, just asking to be walked upon. <laughs> Let's go, laughed Sarah. And so off they went on the adventure of their lives.